I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. This is episode 172 of the show. Yeah. If you'd like to hear any of our previous episodes, you can do so on soundcloud.com forward slash geekdownpod. Show lives there. Yeah. You can hit uh, follow and you'll get a notification that the show is here. <laughs> it has arrived. Just like busting indoors. To you. Or you can hit subscribe. And when you do that, wherever you get your audio content... Uh, unicorn Pegasus, an alicorn named Philip. <laughs> I was waiting what, for that. What's his name? Philip. Uh, uh, we'll come to you to deliver episodes. But, of course, he won't be do the, doing delivering because no. he doesn't have any hands. He just transports. He just transports. Uh, it will be Chauncey Frostilicus Third Internet Geekdown Elf. Brings those episodes directly to your device. Every week. Yep. Wherever you get your audio content, you will find the Geek Down Pod. I think we have them all. If you're on some bougie, bespoke audio provider, get over yourself and just get Spotify like everyone else. Or, you know, Google Podcasts. Or, or Apple or wherever. Listen, yeah. we're on all the major ones. We're even on Stitcher. Yeah. And that's look. not a crocheting website for all of you uh, wool heads out there. Wool heads. Yep, it's a thing I just coined. That's a thing. It's a thing. It's a real thing. <laughs> well, no, no, it's not, but I just coined it. So I'm sure they have their own name. Please tell me on one of our social medias what the name for people oh my God. who like to knit. Just throwing the mic away. That segue was fucking, she didn't even know it was coming. She just like, <laughs> I just went with just it. sidestepped into it. I just, you know what it is? It's these new headphones right into the, uh, the podcast. Friends, you were here last week. You will recall we had, we had some audio difficulties. You probably yeah. wouldn't have noticed if we hadn't called it out, but it was really infuriating me. So we had to talk about it. Yeah. And that's why he sounded so angry. But this week, just straight like overcompensated. Oh yeah. I've gone above and beyond. Leveling up this podcast. This is amazing. And you know how I did it? With your much appreciated Patreon donations. Yeah. Which you give us every month at patreon.com slash geekdownpod. Thank you. If you would care to join the few and proud, <laughs> the few of, the and geek, proud. of the Geek Town patrons, find out more information at that URL. Do we still call them URLs? Probably. Earls. I'm sure things are coming back now. So, like, that is just going to come back. Everything's coming back. It's all, it's all pixels and angel fire sites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> MySpaces. Man. Do you know I looked up my band's old MySpace the other day just to see if it still existed? And? It does. Oh, my God. Please tell. Please tell the audience. MySpace.com slash Ictus Toronto. I-C-T-U-S. Oh, Toronto. Amazing. Have at it. And, and please let's, share let's, the things you love the most. Re- really freak out, uh, you know, the sysadmins over at MySpace. <laughs> it's like, why is this weird <laughs> band from from 2003 getting getting yeah. a sharp spike in traffic? And if you use your MySpace, also please let us know. <laughs> Should I shout out those socials? Get up off Twitter. At GeekDownPod. Instagram, at GeekDownPod. Gmail, GeekDownPod at gmail.com. Facebook. www.facebook.com forward slash GeekDownPod. Why would you ever, though? Because of uh, Facebook Marketplace. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> going wild on, going ham on Facebook Marketplace again? That bag behind you 
beautiful bag. Look at that bag. It's only slightly scuffed <laughs> that I got from a very wealthy woman in Hamilton. Oh, that's the that's the wealthy Hamilton bag. Yeah. Apparently, it's probably leather. She didn't tell me this. I thought it was like... Probably hey. leather. Well, I had some people yesterday they were like, ooh, I think that's leather. I was like, I have no idea. It fits all my stuff. That's literally all we care about, that it fits all the stuff. Yeah. So, yes, uh, friends, patrons, people who give money to this endeavor, uh, thank you for the for the refurb. Thank you so much. On the general production of the show. I got short cords now. Oh, my goodness. Just not bunching up cords everywhere. And possibly most importantly... For the bank buster of two dollars and fifty cents, yeah. Finally, after three years mm-hmm. of doing a podcast, yep. Bought an earphone splitter, Amazing. so Caitlin McKinnon can hear herself now. It's weird, y'all. So, and I am so loud. You're all you always have been. Now I know, though, and I'm <laughs> internalizing it, and I don't like it. She's so loud, yo. Uh, so yeah, that that's I have nothing on the chit chat front to really talk about because all I did was today was go and get cords and then go to the Dufferin Mall on a Saturday. I think that's chit chat worthy because uh, longtime show presence, aka my best friend since I was like five years old, Mister Malash is coming up in two weeks because it'll be I don't just have the vomit sounds; I only have. Like tweeting and the vomit zones. Um, yes, it'll be my birthday in two weeks and Mr. Malash is coming up. So I have to clean this place. Yep. And to do that, we go to Walmart. Yep. Because all the stuff. We hate capitalism, but that's where the stuff is. And friends, I don't know if we've ever really talked at length about the Dufferin Mall. Um, I think we have. <laughs> I am. I Well, we definitely know that some of you know about our adventure to get this chair that right. I'm sitting on at the Dufferin Mall. That was a trip to the Dufferin Mall on a Saturday. Yeah, it was. So, yeah. I just feel like it's, it's like if you could walk inside the Progressive Conservative Party. Okay. That's what the Dufferin Mall feels like to me. All right. <laughs> Stepping into the Progressive Conservative Party. Right. It's just old people. Mm-hmm. And first-generation Canadians who are, at the same time, kind of side-eyeing other first-gen Canadians. Yeah. Just a real... Yeah. And real your kids are going to marry those those kids. And and poors is the yeah. other important thing. Yeah. Poors. Like me. Yeah. Who goes... Because that's the cheapest place I can get Swiffers. There you go, folks. Hot takes right yeah, the there. This place. Listen, friends, I'll just put my... I'll put, I'll show my whole ass on the show because, you know, we friends. We family like that. Definitely uh, had to go get a plastic putty knife. Right. Get that soap scum off my bathtub. <laughs> Did not need to know that. Ew. Soap scum. Hate it. It's soap. It was used to clean my body. I know. I don't like soap scum. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it either, but that putty knife worked like a charm. <laughs> <laughs> Tried it out before you got there, got here. I was like, woo! We're going to be in there with magic erasers and, and scrubbing bubbles and, and a putty knife. <laughs> Uh, friends if you have a if you have a way if you have a way to clean your bathtub that doesn't involve just stripping down and like slaving away on your hands and knees as the water rinses over you and in the bathtub please let me know i've never found a good way to do this amazing hi i'm 41 and i barely know how to live uh, you should put that on your tinder profile <laughs> Um, okay, so we don't have tons of chit-chat, so we'll get right into it. Did You didn't do anything fun? 
Nope. All right. <laughs> we'll get right into it. <laughs> it's uh, New York City Comic Con, everyone. It is. So what's going on in New York City? Uh, there's been a bunch of stuff. Um, trailers for everything. We don't need to run through all of them, but I mean. No. I have thoughts about Birds of Prey. You have thoughts about Birds of Prey? Yeah, Well, fuck it. Let's just get into that. Okay. Um, Birds of Prey, everyone needs to calm the fuck down. We all knew it was going to be a Harley movie. People are like, where's Barbara Gordon? What? Did you ever think she was going to show up? Really? And also, people take groups, uh, hero groups, and reformulate them all the time. Calm down. It's fine. It's a movie. Go... Bake something and bake something. Knit something and then start go watch a, a movie. Start a Stitcher posse. Yeah, yeah. Take over that. Take over Stitcher. Um, fun fact. Yeah. I did not know that Joker came out this weekend. Yeah. I feel I thought this movie already came and went. I just feel like people have been talking about <laughs> it for like six months. Right. Uh, whatever. Joker. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, mm. I listen to a spoiler special. I mean, whatever. If you never saw Taxi Driver, I'm sure you'll think it's the best movie you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. It's basically. That has been a, a definitely a, a, a take I have heard. That it's... It's pretty flagrant. Yeah. Like, the guy who did The Hangover really wanted to make a Scorsese movie. So, yeah. he just took the King, King Comedy and Taxi Driver and mashed them together. There you go. I'm sure Joaquin is doing interesting Joaquin-y things, but... I'm sure. You see that clip where Jimmy Kimmel like played like leaked footage of of Joaquin being Joaquin to like a someone on set? No. Yep. He apparently had heard uh, someone refer to him as Cher. What? And he had a real like. It's just if you watch it out of context, it's like so weird because it's him and like I don't even know if he had the makeup on or anything, but he's like yelling at some guy named Larry. About like, but like share like that's an insult. Like one of the best entertainers, best musicians, singers, and actresses. Every it's a it's a real insult, Larry. Wow. <laughs> and then they come back and he's like more. The fact that Joaquin Phoenix has like on multiple occasions like been confused when people have been like, so your behavior on set's a little strange, or this movie might be coming out at a weird time culturally and may you know yeah inspire. Incel groups and people like that. Yeah. His reaction is always like real, like, like you never saw that coming. Yeah. I mean, it's Joaquin Phoenix, so who, who ever really knows, but. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to talk about the Joker anymore. No. I feel like we've been talking about the Joker movie for, yeah, I, number, number one, y'all are just hating, making me hate the Joker. Yeah. This used to be like my favorite comic villain of all time, and now I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Eh. I mean. I feel like you should be able... I still really like Harley Quinn, even though there's been so many iterations of her that I'm like, ugh, no. Or like, put some clothes on. <laughs> or like, you know, like I just I feel like an old lady just being like, really, you're going to walk around in that? Do you know what men will think of you? Like, I just... Yes. I have this part of my brain. And then part of my brain's like, ah, oh, Harley Quinn, you can do whatever you want. Um, I'm actually really excited for Birds of Prey. Because she's got pants on. She's got pants on. Um, everyone's like, it's a Joker breakup movie. Uh, okay, cool. Let's just see. Everyone just let's see. All right? Calm down. Let's see. You can, there's going to be so many superhero movies this year. Just calm down. <laughs> I'm excited. It's Spe- speaking of Corsese, <laughs> it's great. It's great. Speaking of Corsese, you see 
people were all in their fields because he likened like superhero movies to theme parks. No. He was, I don't even know what, it might have been Empire or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. He's doing, Marty's doing press for the Irishman. And right. um, somebody asked if he had ever seen, the interviewer asked if he ever saw a Marvel movie. And he was mm-hmm. like, I tried. Couldn't do it. Also, though, it's, this, it, he's yes. like 90. What's he got? And, and, and Marvel movies, yeah, they are like theme parks. Theme parks are fucking awesome. <laughs> also, Scorsese makes gangster movies. That is what he makes. Or things very similar to that. What do you think he's going to... He likes... Or the movie Silence. <laughs> yeah. He just... He's... Yeah. He's not going to be really into Wolverine. Like, no, he just fan, is not. Fanboys just love any opportunity to hop back on the, you know, oppression tile, right? Like... <laughs> They're real cinema. No, they ain't. They're theme parks. Well, I mean, we talk about it. I, I like film. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I, but I also I also love theme parks. You can like both and they be different things. Wow. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. As we always say on the show, some things aren't made for you. They aren't made for you and... And that means some of your things are not made for other people. Things can be more than one thing. People can be more than one thing. Um, yeah, so a flurry, flurry of trailers coming out of NYCC. Uh, you have another Expanse trailer to look forward to. Ooh. You have a Star Trek Discovery trailer to look forward to. Ooh. Um, <laughs> there was something else, I feel like. Oh, another Picard trailer. Those were the big three okay. that I saw. I thought I, I really don't need to see more Picard trailers. I saw what I saw, and then I want the show to come out. Riker's in it. Oh, <laughs> I take that back. She has corrected. She has amended course. Um, this one random thing that I'm seeing was, I don't know where this is going to air. Probably on like CBS All Access or something like that. But um, DC is putting out something called Bizarro TV. Okay. Did you see this? No. This is from a story on Den of Geek. So this is named after the backwards talking villain from Superman lore is planned as an anthology series that will feature live action and animation mixed with a showcase, a showcase of experimental styles and creative voices and visions. Oh, this is like, um, the Marvel, what's it called? Uh, like, I mean, you could say it's like, what if, but not not really. It's a, it's a compilation of different things. Yeah. And they're going to get weird. Mm -hmm. So the show will feature ambush bug. Okay. Um, who, for those who don't know, was like Deadpool with the Beyonder's powers. Uh, a character I have never heard of called Space Cabbie, which apparently is exactly what he sounds like. That's amazing. Uh, the Creeper. Okay. Yep. Um, get weird. Or Slam Bradley, which was a P.I., a noirish P.I. from like early, early, yeah, pre-Batman having his own, was he pre, he might have been pre-Batman Detective Comics, like that's how far back that character because wow. as Batman showed up Detective 27, there were 26 issues of mm-hmm. Detective Comics before that. Yeah. Slam Bradley may have featured in some of those as well. Um, be produced by Blue Ribbon Content, Warner's in-house digital and sometimes experimental production crew. This is the shop responsible for most of the CW Seed animated series such as The Ray or Vixen. I have never heard that these things existed okay. in my life. <laughs> are, you, are you up on that? No. I, what we know. You I'm, watch all the cartoons, though. How do you not? Because I haven't in a long time, and they keep on taking them off places. I haven't seen um, Young Justice. Yeah, that's true. Neither of us have. And that's because it's, like, not easy to find. Unacceptable. 
uh, panel announced a number of other tidbits, uh, a Harley Quinn animated series. Yes, that I've seen trailers for, and it looks amazing. Official release date, November 29th. So Don't have much longer to wait for that. Uh, and, you know, your usual slate of animated adaptations of, like, classic comic stories. Justice League Dark, Apocalypse, Superman Red Sun. They... Okay, first of all, that's cool. Superman from Superman Red Sun. We all know I like that. Um, another Justice League Dark? Apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be released on the DC Universe platform 90 days after home release. Um, oh, the DC Universe platform must be their Marvel Unlimited, where it's like a subscription yeah. for, like, you can read all the comics you want type of thing mm-hmm. for a flat rate. Because... DC VP Jim Lee announced over 9.5 million comics have been read on DC Universe. Cool. We like when people read comics. So yeah, just a smattering of tidbits coming out of NYCC. Um, I've only got one really important update, and then I have one issue I need to speak about. Um, the really important update is for uh, Thrawn fans. Oh, I... I just saw a story that was like, there's a bunch of books. There's a, a whole shitload of Star Wars books just came out of New York City Comic Con. And I just saw the name Thrawn. And I'm like, this is going to come up on the podcast. Yeah, it is. Um, so there is a new Thrawn trilogy, also done by Timothy Zahn. Books about Thrawn. Yep. By Timothy Zahn. <laughs> uh, it's about uh, Thrawn's origins and the Chiss ascendancy. Chiss is the type of alien he is. They're blue and they have red eyes and they're all basically evil. Um, and uh, it's called the Ascendancy Trilogy. Um, so look for that in your stores. Apparently, according to senior, senior correspondent Chris, um, the books have been um, quite good. Thrawn, oh, y'all. Thrawn. And uh, finally, my issue. Um, Hocus Pocus is not the best Halloween movie. Okay, so you people need to calm down. So which one is Hocus Pocus? Is that the Ben Midler one? Yes. It's fine i guess this this is you aging out of the culture though because i have this sometimes when you realize like just how like 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 when you realize that like for like the generation below you yeah like arthur is a huge thing yeah i liked arthur but still that's even like younger than you yeah that's true i guess the kids are younger than you who loved hocus pocus and now they're adults and they're like hocus pocus is the best halloween movie you're stupid I'm pretty good, though. When new stuff comes out, I can be like, yeah, that was, that was much better than mine Halloween. What is better than Hocus Pocus? There's so many things. Now, there are also Halloween movies that may not have come out on Halloween. Mm. Uh, Adam's Family. Also, just always a classic. What about Adam's Family Values? Uh, it's pretty good as well. Um, it had an MC Hammer song on the soundtrack. <laughs> wow. Love that you know that. Um, nerd. Um, nerd! Yeah, that's right. Now Kate knows that's the loudest drop. <laughs> <laughs> that is the loudest drop. Um, but that one's really a summer movie, so. What about The Witches? The Witches, which one? Oh, The Witches. Which is a great movie. Witches of Eastwick is a lady movie, but it's an adult lady movie, so I could see how kids would be like, eh. Um, <laughs> uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, the kids aren't into film adaptations of John Updike novels. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. Um, let's see. Uh, there was another. Oh, even... Just episodes of um, uh, R.L. Stein. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. The Mask. That was terrifying. So good, though. Like the Jim Carrey movie? No, no. The, the episode of Goosebumps. <laughs> I think it was called The Mask, or maybe it was The Haunted Mask or something, mm. where she couldn't get the mask off. 
kept me up at night for months. For months. Months. Um, anyways, there's, and I'm sure there's at least ten more that I'm forgetting. Um, but and I'm going to give you one of them <laughs> later this month for a Halloween episode. Spooky. Spooky. Um, but just. Hocus Pocus is fine. Like, it's a fine movie. It's just not the best Halloween movie. People are stupid. Listen. And then, uh, I know definitely a younger generation thing. I've never seen these movies, but Halloween Town? Apparently, people really like those movies. That's a thing? That's a thing, apparently. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. We're old. We're old. We don't know what anything is. No. Updates. Yeah. Um, I have stumbled in to uh, a Canadian television show. Oh, no. No, God, please, no, no. It is called Letterkenny. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I have, wasn't watching it. <laughs> I haven't watched it either because it's like on Crave or something. It's also on YouTube. Like uh. there's like maybe not full episodes, but just. I feel like I just started seeing ads for it. Like it's like the fourth season of Letterkenny and I'm like. What? I think it's like the Fifth season. Oh yeah, they've, they've yeah. yeah they've done more. They do really short seasons. Apparently, mm-hmm. I've heard like only like five episodes. Yeah. And um, it's huge in the states mm. apparently. Um, and I've really been enjoying it. It's like set in the prairies, isn't it? Like, no, it's set in in Ontario. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Where in Ontario? Um, mid mid Ontario, mm. sort of like right smack dab where they have the real small towns. Um, and everyone plays hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, Jordan probably knows this. <laughs> yeah. Man, I was on the streetcar today. I saw some dude get on with like a leather vest and a Leafs jersey. And I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> That's like if, if there were ever like a f- like just handing me a bouquet of red flags. To me. <laughs> <laughs> bouquet of red flags. I brought these for you. <laughs> it's like, cool. I'm getting off the streetcar. <laughs> Nothing good's coming of this. Um, but yeah, oh, actually. Leafs fans. Mm. I, I've been really, really enjoying it. Yeah. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's, about that's it. it. Yeah. Is Letterkenny? Letterkenny. Um, oh, and I found a group of people who are also obsessed with forensics. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, and have also watched all the episodes of Forensic Files. Are they 70? Uh, no, they are not. They work at the college I work at in the Justice Studies Department. <laughs> um, and right. they were so psyched that I was psyched. <laughs> Oh my God! Are you guys gonna start a club? Um, no, but they invited me in. So they have these police study students, and they invited me in to go around with the police study students and do. Uh, they do like mock crime scenes mm. and to oh God. look at the blood spatter oh analysis of the of the, the the crime scenes. Okay, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. And the last one, I knew that they had used a baseball bat to make oh my God. <laughs> make the blood spatter but they also used a crowbar uh to make the blood spatter so it was very confusing yeah yeah it was great i love you yeah and i found a tooth (laughs) (laughs) you're in my murder corner the fact that she's like sitting there like wearing a shawl like an old man right now like she literally looks like she she should be out solving mysteries yeah um, I forgot to mention that in addition to, uh, to my you know, Friday morning viewing of The Good Place, uh, episode two was amazing. Um, Superstore back too. Oh yeah. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I think people are really trying to like it's, take it's, an Superstore having a moment? I think it's, it might be having a moment. Oh my God. It took them like nine seasons. I don't even know what the hell they're on now. Five. Superstore is not as good as The Good Place, but I mean, it's, it's fine. 
it's just it's comf. And uh, yeah, a weird thing I checked out this week because um, I knew Netflix was trying to shove it down my throat, and then I had uh, somebody hop in my up in my WhatsApp, being like, "Yo, you check this out yet?" Because you know they come few and far between, but when they hit, yeah, oh boy, what? Oh boy, new K drama, Kate. Ooh, ain't that good though? Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know yet. I mean, it's one. Listen, it's one episode. But that's all I had time to watch because the one thing we know about K dramas. They're a full fucking hour. So goddamn long. We're not talking like 50 minutes. We're when, talking a full 60 minutes. When do you show commercials, Korea? Maybe they don't. Or is everything like two hours long in Korea? Maybe like, it is. Um, if you're Korean and you know about this, please tell us. So this is called uh, something, I don't remember the title. Where the When the Camellias Bloom or Camellias? Okay. It's a flower? I don't know. Mm-hmm. When or where they bloom. I'm into murder, not flowers, Jordan. Don't look at me like I would know. Oh, do I have something for you, though? <laughs> okay. Um, so initially, it just looks like another one of those, like, things. It's about a woman who goes to some, like, small area of, I don't know, Korea. It's a food alley type of place. Okay. She opens a bar, and she's a single mother. Ooh. What? And there's some dude who's a cop, and he comes back to the small township I guess it would be called um he comes back because he's just he's just too much of a do-gooder okay. and he gets basically demoted because he's like walking out some murderer on a perp walk and the press is all like why'd you kill your wife and he's like uh oh, bitch would never shut up she had it coming and oh the cop dude is like I'm gonna beat the shit out of you <laughs> and like beats yeah. the shit out of him in front of the press and it's like you don't do that. this guy's hitting me so he gets demoted back to like the small town Anyway, we don't care about any of that. What always gets us into watching K-dramas is, is the cast. Yep. Um, this was brought to me because the friend who brought it to me was like, oh, it stars the uh, the lady who gets divorced on Romance is a Bonus Book. Which is amazing. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, she's supporting. But I was like, okay, let me go look this up. And I couldn't quite remember who. Oh, I don't remember the deal now with the one who like was the VP. Who like she ran? She left him at the altar. Is that what her jam was? I think that I think something that's like right. that. Yeah. I couldn't. I didn't know if she was talking about her or the one who gets divorced over the course of the show. So I go over to the cast list, and I'm looking, and I that was not the story, Kate. That was not the, the story, story. Was not the divorced lady from Romance is a Bonus book. Okay. The story was the lead. Who is? I don't know the actress's name. I don't know the name of the character she played. But it's the girl from Pasta. Oh my god. Back playing the lead on a K drama. Okay, she's still so cute. I was gonna say she's still so she's cute. She's so cute. And she's hotter because she's older now. <laughs> and playing like an adult. Oh my god. Um so I mean, yeah, she comes back to open this bar, blah blah blah. There's all this, you know, whatever has she's she's trying to make a go of it. Um obviously the guy who comes back to be a cop like you know sees her at a bookstore or something and is like immediately smitten and it's like oh will they won't they blah blah blah. that's all whatever yeah and you think that's just what it's gonna be and if you watch like the trailer and shit you think that's what it's gonna be yeah it opens with a crime scene and cop dude walking up like looking all upset and his boss is like oh doing the slow-mo like hand wave like don't come over here and they're pulling a fucking body out of the water Oh, my God. And, like, a hand falls, like, off the stretcher, and it's wearing, like, Pasta Girl's bracelet. <gasps> so, it's, like, there's, like, a serial killer around, 
plus it's a K-drama romance? What? It's like, you know that bit in South Park where they said Family Guy was written by manatees just pushing buttons and like... (laughs) No, but okay. (laughs) You know, Family Guy's thing was always like, this is like that time X plus Y did this. Right. The joke on South Park was like, they wrote those by just just manatees pushing buttons and these balls would fall out with like... (laughs) Kind of amazing. Osama bin Laden shopping at Starbucks. <laughs> yep, that's all right. Um, K drama romance and serial killer murders. Amazing. It's everything, everything I everything wanted. Caitlin wants. So while I don't even know if this if it, is a, if it was sent uh, set like two hundred years ago, right? It'd be so I don't even know if this is a reco from me for Kate, but it's definitely something she may just I may just ca- casually may I want to check out. I do have to find. Uh, I do have to finish some other K dramas. <laughs> Maybe clear pasta off your off your list before you. Yeah, I have a whole list of stuff that I just like. I feel like this winter, because I won't be going home from work and just sleeping right away. I feel like I'm gonna right. get to you watch. Ac- you actually got your health yeah. <laughs> under control, so yeah. you can actually like enjoy a life. Yeah, I'm and I'm like the job I'm the new job I'm doing now. They're really big on leaving at 4.30, which is really nice. Did you cry and fall into the person who told you that's arms? No, they just, they're really all like, okay, well, like, you, like, go now. <laughs> like, not like that, like, Caitlin, go. But um, it just is very, like, a sort of relaxed environment. They really want you to go home and, and rest. So I've been getting home, and it's like 5 o'clock, and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do with all this time? Yeah, um, it's basically laundry and doing dishes, but definitely when it gets darker out and darker faster, I'll want to bundle well, up. Well, you have a spare hour to watch When the Camellia Blooms. When the Camellia Blooms. Uh, week to week on Netflix, by the way. Ooh. 20 episodes. They've only got about five uh, five up so far. Amazing. Every two Every Tuesday or Saturday, I don't remember. New episodes. Uh, very cool. All right. So, yeah, that's all, that's all I had time for. Yeah, cool. Cool. Great stuff. Look at us being all punctual and keeping it tight. <laughs> Efficient. Toit. We're going to get complaints. We are going to get complaints. Where's the, sp- where's the sprawling meandering <laughs> stories? What the fuck? <laughs> I told Jordan he couldn't have any sprawling stories if he wanted to keep it tight. Taking offense. I have. <laughs> so upset. I'm going to go seethe in a corner for a bit when we come back. <laughs> Kane and I are going to talk about the things we brought each other. Weird week. As usual. as Well, not, sorry, not as usual, but like as a common practice, this comes up from every so often where we just bring things that are completely unalike. And this is one of them. This is why you love us. It is. Yeah. We'll get into that when we come back. the show this is the part of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other as we mentioned they are weird and have nothing to do with each other so so hold on to your seats (laughs) but before we get into the things we brought each other we have some rules yeah we do the first rule is the rule of three that if the thing comes in parts we will listen read watch three of them so the thing gets a chance to become the thing it's trying to become just give it a chance just give it a chance the rule is this week only applies to one thing, mm-hmm. the thing Jordan gave me, 
I did not follow that rule. I was like, fuck you. But I'll tell you why when we get to it. <laughs> the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. Jordan doesn't know that I'm like, hey, fuck you. Because yep, I didn't tell him. It's all, it's all new to me. Yep. Uh, we do this so that you guys get the hottest and freshest of takes um, about old things. In some cases, real old so things. So old. So old. Um, I actually found out, figured out a thing that, that they do have in common. Hmm. They were both big in the 80s. <laughs> um, the, the third rule, which isn't really a rule, it's a policy, is that there will be spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is really not a thing. Come on. Come on. Get the fuck out. Um, but, like, have some tea and do some crocheting and tell us about the, your love of murder. We love these things. Anyways, now on to the thing you gave me. Is that what we're doing? So... The thing is, I don't even really want to talk about the thing itself. Okay. That's not even really why I gave it to you. We're not talking about the thing itself. Right. We're talking about the history the thing is discussing. Okay. Which we will talk about, but I will also talk about the thing itself. <laughs> so I'm going to go right out there. I don't think the thing itself is even very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to talk about that. Caitlin concurs. <laughs> um, so this is a podcast. I have a number of podcasts in my own rotation that I listen to. Yeah. And one of my one of my podcasts that I enjoy every week didn't have an episode. Didn't have an episode. And I was like <laughs> <laughs> And I go I go to the show's Twitter feed. Get above Twitter. And I'm scanning through and it's like, oh, we didn't have an episode this week. I'm sorry we couldn't figure it out. And then uh also on there was like, Hey y'all, I was on uh I was on this podcast talking about stuff. I was like, well, what's that podcast? I never heard of that podcast before. Right. Well, if I don't get an episode of your podcast, I'll listen to you on that podcast. So I go over and I check this out and it's a, it's a podcast called Business Wars. Yeah. I'm like, what a bizarre title for a podcast. It is very strange. If we are basically just breaking down what the show is, the description is, this is from Wondery Podcast. I don't know who Wondery is, but, or what else they got in their, in their cachet of content. Sometimes the prize is your wallet or your attention. Sometimes it's just the fun of beating the other guy. The outcome of these battles shape what we buy and how we live. Business Wars gives you the unauthorized real story of what drives these companies and their leaders, inventors, investors, and executives to new heights or to ruin. It is uh, hosted and presented by a guy named David Brown, who apparently is an American lawyer, radio personality, award-winning journalist co-creator and host of public radio's first statewide daily news magazine the texas standard cool cool um so the show basically does what the title says it's stories about different businesses that combat each other for market supremacy yeah jordan what could you possibly have that would interest you and about this show and what do you think would have interested caitlin in this show <laughs> and why why would you ever give it to caitlin so it's not about murder. <laughs> so, friends, as has come up in recent weeks, it's a very odd time in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. We have the WWE making its debut on Fox this week yeah. with SmackDown. Regular old Fox, Channel 2. No cable package, no nothing. Fox. Just regular network television. Bizarre. Real bizarre. And on top of that, you also have the debut of the first, I'm not even going to say they're like a threat to the WWE's market dominance, but just something else. Something else that ain't filmed in a bingo hall 
or comes from Japan or what have you. And this is AEW, All Elite Wrestling. This has now led to something that fans are dubbing the Wednesday Night Wars because AEW, who, which has their show called Dynamite. Right. Which I cannot hear without thinking of Jimmy Walker on Good Times. It's just my age and my demo. Dynamite. <laughs> the AEW Dynamite. <laughs> that is on Wednesdays. And because Vince McMahon, the owner of the World Wrestling Entertainment, is petty. So petty. He's like, you know what? We're going to throw our developmental league, our, our hardcore fan favorite, NXT, which used to just kind of be on our streaming service for an hour a week. Yeah. Guess what? That's a two-hour show on USA at the exact same time AEW runs. Mm -hmm. So we have the Wednesday Night Wars. Why is it called the Wednesday Night Wars? Where it's a title that harkens back to something called the Monday Night Wars, which is really the only story in wrestling, right. as far as I'm concerned. Okay. The Monday Night Wars are what we as fans of a certain age and a certain vintage always go back to. Because it was the time when Vince McMahon's market supremacy was threatened. Ooh. The only time it was really threatened. Yeah. Because he was put up against someone who had as much money as him and actually like... Business sense. Put together a product that could rival his. Yeah. This was in the 90s era. The, basically the entire decade of the 90s. Um... It is a big, long story yeah, with a bunch of moving parts, yep. and I could bore Caitlin to tears trying to explain it, but this podcast did like a seven-part series mm -hmm. on the Monday Night Wars. They did. And I was like... In good uh, half-hour chunks. Really digestible chunks, yep, type of thing. And I was like, it still glosses over a ton. So part of what I'm presenting here, and you can riff on the actual production of the podcast, because yep. like I said, it ain't that great. But just, I think I foresaw this more being like... Caitlin will have listened to this yeah. and have questions. Yeah, I still have questions. And Jordan will answer those questions. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have questions next week, too. I can tell you that much. You're going to have questions next week? Yeah. Oh, because you're not done yet. Nope. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll just hand it over to Caitlin and see where she wants to take this discussion. Yeah. Um, so many questions. So I could tell, partly because we've talked about wrestling... And partly just from my own knowledge of um, how history is presented, there's a lot left out. Mm. Like, they, they do a good job of picking things to explain yes. and um, to expand upon and why they are important and why they were a catalyst for X, Y, Z, that kind of thing. However, this podcast is so bad... <laughs> That I can only apparently listen to it in like, in an like for an hour mm -hmm. at a time. Like I, I wanted to listen to, I wanted, I was going to give up after half an hour, but I was like, I really want to know what's next. So I kept on listening. Um, the problem with the podcast is not the, um, yeah, what's it called? You know, the quality. Mm. Um, it's the main guy doing his Troy McClure voice the entire <laughs> podcast and then doing voices of all the characters. That's the worst part. That's the part where I was like, oh, no. The first, the first, oh, no. The first time it started, I was like, no, this is the wrong podcast. He's This is too bad. There's no way Jordan would have sat through this. They do these, like, dramatizations. Oh, like terrible. Like, imagine when you watch, like, like a real crime, like forensic files or something. And yeah. it's like an, a, like an actor 
representation of like an argument that these two people had before a crime was committed. But it's all this dude. Yeah. And he's doing all the voice. He even does the voice. It, he of, does women sometimes. Of the lady chair, which I'm, you know, great equal opportunity and all that. Um, but it's weird and not good. And it, it's really distracting and it takes away from the story. Mm. I wouldn't mind if he just talked the whole time about it. Right. And they do have a couple clips of real things. Yes. But I don't. Yeah, I so I I'm don't. I'm sure there's copyright issues there, but oh, probably. But I just don't. I don't understand who thought that was an okay idea. <laughs> like, who was like, oh yeah, it sounds great. No, no, it doesn't. It sounds <laughs> terrible. It sounds like, um, so my stepfather was a professor at a college, a radio professor. He worked in radio for years and years. Yes. Um, and he, it sounds like one of his students who were putting on like a dramatization <laughs> um, in the nineties and it was terrible. Um, also I was talking to my stepdad about this and he used to do the calling at wrestling matches Amazing. in Lethbridge, Ontario. Amazing. And he named some like famous people. I was like, cool. I have not remembered any of them. <laughs> um, but they sounded really cool. Um, and yeah, he did it like every other Tuesday night or something in Lethbridge, Ontario. It's amazing. And apparently there's footage of this. And I was like, we must stick it up immediately. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, besides the really poor quality of the podcast... The history is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, like any empire of being built and falling and then being rebuilt and then, you know, finding out, like you said, all the, about all these moving pieces, that's really interesting. Um, I When they were talking about the whole um, steroid scandal, yes. I was like, not Roddy Piper. <laughs> like, I was <laughs> like, I know him. <laughs> uh, we can't use steroids. Um, that was interesting. Um, the idea of wrestling, Vince McMahon's thing being like, this is family entertainment, right? And <laughs> that was sort of like his hook. Yes. This is a, this is a show all the family can watch. I'm like, on what goddamn planet? <laughs> um, but that was his thing. He was like, it's, you know, and, and he did get tons of, of viewers all across the States and Canada. Um, his business sense, there's definitely a better respect for that. Even just the fact that, like, it breaks down the idea of the territories, which is the yeah. thing whenever you, t- you talk about wrestling history, like the territories, which mm-hmm. means you got all these local promoters who ran events in a certain segment of America, mm-hmm. whether that was the Northeast or the Midwest or, you know, from Georgia to Florida. Like, it was one promoter yeah and they had their own group of talent and the talent worked for that promoter and there was never any crossing of the streams everybody Mm -hmm. had their own little fenced out area yeah and Vince McMahon was like you know what fuck all that yeah I'm gonna take everybody he he was sort of in in a certain way he was a visionary about what wrestling could be Mm -hmm. um and he they even mentioned like he he was really he frustrated and hated the other promoters because he thought they were lazy and they had no vision. Right. And yeah, he really wanted to make something of this. So as much as I'm like, he's a crazy weirdo. Like hates sneezing. <laughs> hates sneezing. Um, there's that. It's like when you like respect Napoleon for things, right? right? Like you're like he was a monster, but also 
kind of amazing. Um, that's really cool. I love to know that the second episode really gets into the the rivalry. Like it just starts, right? Um, and Ric Flair has just switched sides, yes. and the fact that that he still had the belt from the WCW, like that to me was amazing. Oh, you just wait. Does it get better? Goes goes the other way. Oh. Um, so that, anyway, so there are these bits and pieces, parts of stories that I'm finding really, really fascinating. But definitely him doing the voices of everybody is very distracting. And his voice, he is, he is like um, McClure. Like, it sounds exactly like that character. I mean, like, listen, not everybody's built for everything. <laughs> like, uh, it's just... There's facts like you and I have stumbled into, and I guarantee you it's only because we knew each other forever before we started doing this. Like yeah. the only reason we have anything resembling chemistry or like, as I now fail to do it completely uh, <laughs> or a smoothness in our delivery yeah. or the repartee is one, we've known each other forever. And two, my meticulous editing yes. <laughs> of every episode. He used to edit the ums and then he was like, fuck it. Well, I do about half and half now, but. <laughs> But, like, to go back to another podcast, like, I went back and revisited Dissect recently. Yeah. Because their, their new season started. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mr. Malosh was asking me about it. And I was like, oh, the new season's starting? Okay, I'll check in. And from Jump, it was like, at the 2016 BET Awards, like, he always talks through his fucking, like, oh. he can't, like, breathe through his nose. I'm like, Cole, fucking, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> like, but he's a genius who's, yeah. like, a great musician and can break this shit down. I would just maybe prefer he typed it out and <laughs> someone else read it. Let, yes. Yeah. Not everybody's built for everything. So yeah, definitely. I don't know what actor Jones this guy is getting out of his system by right. play acting as, you know, a television executive talking to Vince McMahon and playing both per- people. God, it's so weird. Wait, wait, wait till we, wait till Ted Turner shows up and he starts doing like kind of a southern he accent. Did, he oh, did. Did he do that Ted already? Ted Turner okay. showed up in second episode. <laughs> Vance, I'm getting in the wrestling business. <laughs> wrestling. That's the, that's the best part. Well, that's, I mean, to be fair, Vince always used to poke fun at Ted for that. For the, when, when Vince told the story, it was always like, I get a call from Ted Turner, and it's like, he says, he says, Vince, I'm getting in the wrestling business. <laughs> I said, well, good for you, Ted. I'm in the entertainment business. <laughs> like, oh, snap. <laughs> sick uh, burn, Vince. <laughs> sick burn. Um, so, yeah. And, and as we know, I've gotten more and more interested in wrestling. I'm still not like... I'm a fan of sort of, like, the work they put in, right. if that makes any sense. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you keep on being like, we should go to a match. I'd love to go to a match. I'm not going to follow it week to week. Oh, no. I can't see. No. I can't see, like. No. I'm not going to. Like, I have the man on Twitter. <laughs> I have added her to Twitter. That'll be Becky Lynch. Yes. Um, also known as the man, because <laughs> uh, she's the man, um, for, like, fun. But, like, when she goes in on people or people comment, I'm like, I don't care who you are. <laughs> I just want funny Becky Lynch stuff. Like, like I just, I, can't, I don't care about the stories, but I like the work that they've put in to be entertaining. And and just the physicality of it, the business part of it. Um, Jordan knows one of the reasons he gave me this was because I was like, who's, what is his name? Something, Snow? No, Smith. Al no. Snow. Al Snow. Um, and Jordan's like, the, what? The most random <laughs> question. Like, Al Snow was a mid-carter. I'm pretty sure he's retired, um, has been retired for a while, but he's, he was like a mid-carter, meaning like he never rose really above the middle, even fight for the title. Like mm-hmm. 
He was always in the middle of the card. And Kate's just like, tell me about Al Snow. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like me asking her, tell me about the Duchess of Canterbury or something. <laughs> like, Okay, there's so many. Th- anyways, it doesn't Relax. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, it, it, basically, he was just talking about, like, some business thing. And I thought it was really interesting. And I was like, I don't know this guy. We've never run across him before. And there was a reason for that. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, it was... And then I wasted an hour watching <laughs> Al Snow videos. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I find wrestling fascinating. It's like finding... It's a type of theater, right? So. Yeah. It's just that is really fascinating. Again, the work, both physical and business side and the stories and getting the fans engaged. I think that's all really fascinating. Um, so, yeah, I will keep on listening. Again, they're only 30-minute bite-sized chunks, but I can't do more than an hour because he just drives me nuts. I want to hear what he has to say, but I also, also want to punch him in the leg. Like, just be like, <laughs> stop it. Stop doing that. So yeah, but, yeah. Well, oh right, kick punches. Sure. Um, it's a weird one. If you're interested in wrestling, like an eight. If you're not, <laughs> it's like a four. I might Fair. even I might even just be like, listen to it because then you can know the pain. <laughs> like that's that's how I feel about it. So yeah. Listen, I had nothing else to listen to, and I was able to burn through it in a night at work. So wow. I don't know how you, like, stood that for that long. It's amazing. I was more invested in the subject matter, perhaps. Um, all right. So, moving on. Moving on. Uh, to our next thing, which has nothing to do with podcasts she or just, wrestling. She just couldn't wait. I couldn't ra- wait. I gave Jordan the secret of Nim. Um, last episode, we were talking about... Um, uh, <laughs> my flagrant disrespect to Don Bluth. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, this movie is one of my all-time favorites. And it is a children's movie, <laughs> but so I was we felt weird for like a minute about giving it to Jordan, and then I was like, "Nah, it is great." And it's that season. The Secret of Nim is a 1982 American animated dark fantasy adventure film directed by Don Bluth. So in many his, adjectives. In his direct, I seem to really like things that have like cr- a crazy number of adjectives. You, you really do. Yeah. Um, in his directorial debut, mm-hmm. um, it is an adaptation of Robert C. O'Brien's 1971 children's novel, Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. Um, we don't even care who's it produced by. It has lots of famous uh, voice actor actors in it. Famous? Well, among th- among the voice actors, we're talking like voice actor voice actors, ah. not celebrity voice actors. Dom DeLuise is in it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, some of you who may know this film, they're like, Mrs. Frisbee, that's not right. Well, where my name is, <laughs> um, in the movie, it's Mrs. Brisbee, which I actually think was a good change. Um, but they couldn't use Frisbee because they were worried about tr- the trademark of the thing Frisbee. Um, you know, the flying disc. The flying disc. Comma so, ultimate. <laughs> so they changed it. Um, the plot goes as such. Um, Mrs. Brisby is a timid, widowed field mouse who lives in the cinder blocks with her children um, on the field of the Fitzgibbons farm. Um, she's preparing to move her family out of the cinder block because um, the the farmer's about to start plowing, so they have to get out of the field. Um, but her son gets very, very ill, and um, another mouse, a doctor mouse, comes by and lets her know that her son, Timmy, I believe his name is? Yes. Has pneumonia, can't be moved for at least three weeks, which would be fine, except they find that 
um, the farm was actually plowing early this year. So basically the adventure goes that she um, goes to a bunch of different people to try and sort of get help with what she should be doing and to stop the farmer. Um, she meets up with these rats of Nim um, who are super smart and sort of weirdly evolved and knew her husband very well. Um, and they give her help and through a series of events, um, they find, she finds out that these rats and her husband and the Dr. Mouse, um, were all experimented on it at NIM, which is the National Institute for Mental Health. Yes. And it gave them basically super intelligence, um, longer life and something else. So now they're using like electricity and they want to move and get out of there and sort of live on their own somewhere, but they can't do that for various reasons. Um, she finds out while being captured at one point that the uh, Nim are coming to find these rats to take them back. Um, so there's she's trying to uh, warn the rats. They're trying to get her family out of the cinder block. And they also have given her a magic amulet um, that uses courage, which is amazing. And um, no one else can save her son but her. And she uses her courage and the magic amulet to move the cinder block herself. The end. It's a great story. And then there's a crow, and he finds love. That's also good. So, Jordan, I'm actually going to talk about why I love this movie so much before you tear it apart. I'm, no, I'm not going to tear it apart. Okay. All right. Well, but just listening to you run through that synopsis. Yeah. Friends, I hope you realize just how fucking wild this movie is. Okay. So, I have to talk about a couple things that are really important. <laughs> It is. Important. It is important. Um, the first thing is that, I mean, Don Bluth did some amazing things with film. Light had not been used in the same way in, in children's films and cartoon films um, up until that point. They did some, like, really innovative stuff with it. Um, the second thing is stories featuring mothers and widowed mothers saving the day did not exist. Um they're still very hard to come by. It's happening more and more. But even five years ago, it was hard to find stories of, of mothers um, rescuing everybody. Um, so, yeah, those are some very important things. Jordan, what did you think of this wild movie? Fucking wild. Um, so, like, as a man of a certain age, I was alive when this movie came out. Yeah. But I had never seen it. So, like... I think I thought this movie was, like, more like The Dark Crystal than The Dark Crystal was. Like, I just thought it was, like, full-on, <laughs> okay. like, fantasy world type shit. So right. it starts up, and I was like, is that a fucking tractor? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, it is a what, what, are, what are we doing here? Uh, I'll just put your mind at ease immediately. Uh, much better than Titan AE. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't I don't even really know what to make. I concur with everything you said. Yeah. Um. I mean, for when did it come out? 82? Yeah, 82, 83, something like that. Like, listen, as much as I shit on Don Bluth, and yes, this movie has, like, you know, four direct-to-video sequels to it as well. That <laughs> he, he has one, that which I actually nothing, never heard about. That he had nothing to do with. Um, dude is, like, real, almost manic about, like, hand-drawn animation yes. and the quality of it. So, for 1982, it looks amazing. Yeah. Dude was trying to dunk on Disney, and I would say at times he did. Mm -hmm. um, the story is a stone cold mess. I love that it's a mess. <laughs> I love that. I do. I love that about it. I love that it's not very. I don't even know that I'm saying that as a criticism. Right. It's just 
is a mess. It's yeah. like everything's just kind of like shoveled in there. Um, the crow thing. I mean, the, he's the, the, he's there for one. He's there to fly her to the owl. That's why he's there. Yeah. Um, we, but, but then they keep trying. They keep trying to like shovel him in it's like it's, oh dan you meet the lady crow is just as clumsy as him what why why are we here why are we doing that uh, <laughs> the crow can fuck off you know the crow can't fuck off uh i like the scene with her and the great owl wasn't that amazing Thought it was sufficiently spooky it's so spooky and the uh, bones i just love also yeah again you gotta remember like we talked not that long ago about you know Coraline and like stuff that's terrifying to adults that children would just be like meh you know whatever yeah like Literally showing, like, in the big, like, origin story for the rats, like, yeah. them getting, like, jabbed with needles. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it was about, it was also about, so, like. Remember when they got the adrenaline in Pulp Fiction? Like, that's the kind of cinematography we were using <laughs> here. It's just, like, close-up of needles going into these rats and syringe plunges. Yeah. Dropping. Um, and then, like, the flagrant murder that happens. Yeah. At a rapid pace in the movie's conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um. When 900 characters get introduced within 15 seconds. <laughs> we had a nice small little story about Miss Brisby. Yep, and Brisby. her 19 kids. Do you think she has five? She has, so much, she has so many kids, yeah. I think it's four or five. That's not- Cinder block cannot accommodate all those kids. They're very, they're very cramped. Um, just her trying to save her kids. And now we got we have the power struggle of the, in the rose bush with the rats and yep. shit. And yep. And they want they want to move because they don't want to. It's wrong to borrow steal electricity from the farmer. It's very noble of them. Yeah, I feel like. Um, and the and the, and the cat and the cat's what killed her husband and yeah. injured. It was Mister Ages. Is that his name? The yes. Do, the Doctor Mouse. The Doctor Mouse. Um, but yeah, it's like the power struggle, and they all have like really weirdly human names, like Nicodemus, Justin. <laughs> yes, Justin. <laughs> Oh, Justin's nice. I think Justin, in, in my head, Justin was a future love interest. You shipped? You oh, yeah. Oh, I totally shipped. Justin shipped. and Mrs. Brisby? Yeah. Oh, they leaned, they leaned real hard into Oh, they it. did. She had it. She they had did. it for her. She had a it for Mouse and a rat? She oh, saw goodness. it for Justin. <laughs> Scandal. <laughs> um, Ms. Brisby, you know you saw it for Justin. Yeah. Mrs. Brisby. <laughs> um, it's very important. And Justin was on it from jump. Oh, yeah. She showed up. He was like, hey, what's up, Red Club? <laughs> Wow. Wow, this is a kid's movie that I enjoy greatly. <laughs> so much murder at the moment. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there you, you go. You actually heard the gear fall into place on that one, friends. <laughs> That's why she loved it. Listen, just killing it. They kill Nicodemus? The fat rat and the uh, evil rat kill, like, flagrantly stab each other? Yep. Like, children's movie. Yep. Hey, this is how you introduce the hard issues to them. The, the, the 80s, y'all. <laughs> uh, how did we even... How did we explain the amulet? It's magic. See, this is where I have a problem, though. <laughs> okay. Because, like, they're trying to have it both ways. What do you mean? Like, the, the rats function, <laughs> the biggest air quotes I can possibly conjure right now, in a world of science. Yeah. Because they're super intelligent. Yeah. They got a magic. They made a magic amulet. Yeah, of course. Magic and science can work in the same world. Have do you not know what steampunk is? I need my shit clearly. <laughs> this this is my my dude my dude who I work with. Yeah. Who's like real like. He saw like a book at major Canadian retailer that got filed in fantasy, but somebody was holding a gun, and he was not about. <laughs> he was so mad. Oh God. And then we got like an atlas of Middle Earth yeah. and it showed Middle Earth from space and he was like so destitute and like defeated. 
because he doesn't think space has any business in like what? Middle Earth. I'm sorry. Do you not know what Star Wars is? That's sci-fi. Really? Because there's fucking magic. The Force is magic. It's science. It's a magic. Midichlorians, y'all. Fucking midichlorians are magic. They're magic fucking little things. Laser swords. Magic. And then we got a book in called, I think it was... There's witches. There are fucking witches in Star Wars, okay? Who's a witch in Star Wars? Um, it doesn't matter because it's, it's Clone Wars and I'm never going to give it to you. Asajj Ventress. <laughs> Asajj Ventress is from a background and she's one of the witches of like Damar or Dagmar. Or I can't remember what it's called. And oh, Darth Maul is from the Witch Planet too. Everyone's witches. And then we got a book in called like Thundercracker or something, and yeah. it was like a dude just calling lightning down with his hands, and he's like, "This is this is what I want." <laughs> <laughs> just tells me what it is on the front. Thunderbringer. Oh my God. Um. Okay. I I might I might have a. We got quibbles. Oh. May, may, maybe maybe with the magic amulet in the world of science. It's just, just pick pick a lane, pick a lane. No, they want the best of both worlds. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Don Bluth just shoving all his shoving all his yada science in there again. Literally, science and magic. A pair at last. It is a fine piece of children's animated fair. What did you think about the you know getting to see like a widowed mom save the day? I mean, it's cool. I don't know. Maybe I didn't see it as like. Oh. To me, it was like as a, revolutionary as you it did. It was a big fucking deal. That's my privilege. Oh, God. Every story was already for me, so when they're not, I'm just like, "Hey, good for you. It was cool. <laughs> good, good for you. Great." Um, but I mean, that's also like from the source material, right? Like, yeah. Um. Again, how much peyote was the author of that book on, though? Like. It was written in the 80s, so probably quite a lot, because it was probably written in the 70s. Oh, was it Britain? I thought I thought I looked up what NIM actually was, and it was like an American institution. Yeah. Yeah. The British guy wrote the book, though? Oh, God, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Peyote, y'all. You know what? People should do more peyote. <laughs> then they a, could combine science and magic. That's your take. <laughs> then you make it all the magic amulets. <laughs> Be Caitlin wearing that that that, oh, sc- shit, that yeah. scarf, <laughs> just like in the mud, just like I'm making magic amulets. Basically, how long does peyote last? I'm asking for a friend. Oh dear! This movie was a seven. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. It's nice. I just you know I I give you things because then you can understand a little bit about my brain and why it's broken. Um, it's and... it's very well, it's very well made. Yep. It did. I did not. I'm not gonna say I didn't get distracted, but that's fine. Uh, I didn't get distracted as much as you're also coming off the heels of like this movie's looking real good after Titan Eight. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. Wow, I love Titan Eight. It's just such a fun film. Mm. Action back. One of those things was true. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, I think this Ta- Titan Eight was fine. This is good. This is okay. We're going up. See, we're going up next week on next week, Don Bluth. All dogs go to heaven. <laughs> I'm Bluth down. Okay, All Dogs Go to Heaven is a great film. Please give me at least a one week break on Don Bluth <laughs> films, please. And I have seen The Land Before Time. You do not need to bring me that. Okay, that actually scarred me. That movie scarred everyone. Yeah, I cried so hard. Yeah, the 
80s. Oh, this is why we're so fucked up. <laughs> this is why we're so fucked up. This is watch Littlefoot's mom just die horribly in front of him. Like, yeah, yeah, it was awful. Sarah gets whatever's coming to her. Oh my god. Long next don't play with three horns. Wow. Um. <laughs> wow. Um. I was going to say something about oh that and the uh, horse from Never Ending Story. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. Oof. That's bad, man. Again, peyote. Like, <laughs> the entire movie. Yeah. Isn't good. Now we're both just... <laughs> just PTSD bummed. Just bummed. And also, listen, both this is like four minutes of talk just for Mr. Malosh, but like, both of those movies? Yeah. Never Ending Story and Land Before Time? Yeah. Very important pieces of material at the youth center I worked at back in the day. <laughs> okay. We watched Land Before Time with the grade nines. I don't remember why. Being about accepting other people for their differences. And it's right. like, hey, football player, don't punch the nerds. Like, we can all get along <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> you can be the long neck. They can be the three horns. You know, Our whatever. Our bone structure, structure is so weak. <laughs> Please don't punch us. And I'm ducky and fuck all y'all. Uh, <laughs> wow. And then, uh, yeah, never ending story. I don't even remember. I, what what were we trying, Mr. Malash? What were we trying to accomplish with the never ending story? <laughs> showing it to, to showing it to tenth graders. Maybe also. I don't know, I don't know don't what the message we were trying to get away with was that 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 hope lives in all of us. Maybe we have to use our imagination. Maybe something. Like something about dreams. Yeah. Maybe I'm sure dreams are important. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe. Say say my name, Bastion. Oh God. Kick the window open. <laughs> <laughs> movie's bullshit. <laughs> There's so many things about that movie that I was just like, what? And then the dragon showed up at the end? <laughs> that movie really makes you feel like you're on peyote. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is peyote. Fucking uh, rock biter. Man. They look like big, strong hands, don't they? <laughs> All right, at the risk of just shitting on the never-ending story for the next for the next 10 minutes, yeah. we're going to take our leave right here. Patrons, I think we're out to bust out uh, the Geek Downs version of the hottest take for y'all. Yeah, it's going to be wild. Caitlin and... thinks she's got one locked and loaded that's going to make some people angry. I might make Jordan angry. Oh, oh God. Yeah. The problem is, Jordan already gave, gave away all his hottest takes for free. Yeah. Because debuting Nintendo's for Babies, which still makes all of y'all so mad. So mad. Makes them so mad, Caitlin. Still for Babies. Mad. That's why the biggest game for the Switch right now is that fucking Goose game because people are just like fiending for anything resembling <laughs> t- t- teen teen plus content. <laughs> it's like oh I don't don't have to hop on a mushroom I can actually do something do something that has effects in the real world. It has to do with including geese, being an, you haven't seen this no oh my god it's a video game where it's called Untitled Goose Game it's literally wow you just act you play as a goose and anno- annoy villagers. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. The best one was I saw it was a little video of, like a five second video of the game. Yeah. And it was the goose like running by with a knife in its beak. <laughs> and the caption was, what's in your beak? Honk, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, funny. Rip uh, fine, we will always love you the most. Well, so we're going to, I'm about, about to go get mad apparently. Caitlin's going to make me angry. Yep. With the debut of the new patron only feature, <laughs> Geek Down's Hottest Take. Oh, one day I'll stop stealing concepts from the ringer, but who cares? Yeah. It's good content for you. <laughs> so, patrons, you can look forward to that later this week. And, yeah, if you want to get some of that sweet content yourself, 
patreon.com slash geekdownpod. All the information you need about that is there. Or if you don't care, but you still want to support us, three bucks. That's all. ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. Give us a coffee. Or a tea. If you have feelings about whatever take you're about to get. If I have feelings about whatever take I'm about to get. Yeah. I'm going to go over to twitter.com slash geekdownpod. Get up off Twitter. Voice all my feelings. You can voice all your feelings as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. That's it. All right, friends. Thanks for hanging. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And we hope that you will listen to us next week. Bye. Hey, Nintendo nerds, we just watched a trailer for Ring Fit Adventures for the Switch. Caitlin, how do you feel about that? No. Do you want to play it? No. Do you think it's a good game? No. Do you like the video? No. Do you think it's well produced? No. Is Nintendo for babies? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) See, I gotta wait. I just gotta wait for you to get out of your system. Okay. All right. It's out. It's out. It's gone.